Some shows lean left, some lean right, but we lean local and business. This is North Georgia Business Radio X with Bo Henderson. For the next hour, we will celebrate the businesses in our area and the people that run them. Find us on Facebook at North Georgia Business Radio X and online at NorthGeorgiaBusinessRadioX.com. Now, here's Bo Henderson. So we're talking a lot about local business and the core component that comes up week after week is the power of communication. And one of the things I wanted to, to talk about here at the front end of the show is some communication mistakes, maybe faux pas. Is that a good word? I don't know. Yeah, it's great. Here with Dr. Bill Lampton, Carl Libba. Going to bring in some special guests today. But, but Dr. Bill, let's start with you as the communication expert. Any communication issues that if we did them right, we could avoid a lot of mistakes or, or issues, drama problems? One particularly comes to mind, Bo, and it, it stems from a conversation I had yesterday with somebody. Uh, I didn't know the person, but they were referred to me. So we had a Zoom conversation. And at the end of the Zoom conversation, he said, I'm going to send you a link to my website so you can guess the rest of it. He sent the message, but the link to the website was omitted. <laughs> so I kindly wrote him back and said, you did a, uh, what I've often done, and many of us have done, a common mistake. We say we're going to include a link, and we don't do it. And I told him, I said, if I had $5 for every time I said I was going to send a link but didn't do it, I would be quite wealthy. And, and one of the things, I've taught business writing seminars before. And when it included email, one piece of advice I give people on that is if you are planning to send an attachment or you're planning to include a link, Put them in before you'd even put anything else in the email. And that, that's a safe way to do it. So there's one. So one just sending it without the link. I, there's another variation of that. And that saying, I'll send it to you and forgetting to actually send the whole email. Yes. And then that reminds me of another one that I'll bet we've all done. And that is you call somebody, you make an appointment with them, you put on your calendar August the 5th, 11 o'clock, and then you walk away from your desk, and the next day you can't remember who you made the appointment with. Have you ever done that, Bo? Oh, yeah. Any, any more? We start, we start meeting. I'm, we got to take pictures as people come in because it takes me three or four times. before I don't remember who they are. We talked to so many people over the years. Uh, well, let me, let me share one with you. I'd love to get your feedback on this one. I had this happen uh, recently, um, and this was communication, and, and it's, it's kind of tricky. To me, this almost feels sneaky, and there was communication um, from someone that, that works with me. Um, don't worry. I'm not throwing anybody in the bus. They're not local, so, so don't worry about that. Um, so <laughs> It was me, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was me. Ah, <laughs> uh, Carl, so, the so, villain. So they, so they, but here, here and, and I, you might have a different name for this, but there was no misinformation said, but there was intentional things omitted. So, so what happened was I was caught off guard or surprised because I didn't have the whole story. And I think in a lot of context, for me, it's just be up front. Be up front and let me um, know the information up front to handle that moving forward. 
Yeah, we could use Paul Harvey's words here and say you didn't get the rest of the story. That's right. So, so a mission to me, it almost feels I don't know is lying. Is that is that too strong to say a mission's lying? Well, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think the the phrase commonly heard with that word is it's the sin of omission, there like it's intentionally done in order to deceive. So you it's the intention. It's always the intention. Speaking of intention, uh, mine was was recently this week, and um, I do lots of consultings for CEOs, and the CEO is having an issue because some of their team members and the way that their sales funnel is set up, some people could grab leads very quickly before letting other members on the team do it. And this person was literally waiting until like the, the clock roll over at midnight, 12.01, to start pulling their leads, knowing nobody else would be up at that time. And it was this idea that it wasn't strictly against the rules, but because it hadn't been laid out, you knew the kind of environment you'd start to create uh, inside the company. And so we had to go through and be like, okay, so this wasn't a part of the SOP, the standard operating procedures, but we're going to put it in because it will have detrimental effects on the culture, kind of like what you were talking about. It may not necessarily have been a lie, but the intent is so toxic that it will affect the culture, and you, you've got to fix it early. And you said it. Somebody, and this will always happen. Somebody found a loophole there. Absolutely. But further clarification was needed. Mm-hmm. But that showed that it was needed because the problem arose. Yeah. Okay. You know, if we had all day, we could talk about typos that we've made. <laughs> I think that should be for the next show, Bill. That's going to be all another one. I, I, I would have many of them. There well, we and if, if I ever published some of the things that Bo accidentally texted to me with a typo, I don't know that he'd have a business anymore. I'd be like, what was he saying? You know. I don't know why in the world my good, whenever I try to write good, mm-hmm. auto detects. You know what it detects to? What? Hood. Every time. <laughs> so, hood job. You know, the meeting went really hood. I don't oh, know what happened. No. With it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A friend of mine in Canada called it sausage fingers. There you go. For your texting. Yeah. Big right. thumbs. <laughs> well, speaking, this is North Georgia Business Radio X, regardless of what it might sound like, the voice of local <laughs> business. You're listening to uh, Dr. Bill Lampton, Carl Libba. I'm Bo Henderson. And let's get to local business. So we have a, a longtime local business right here in Gainesville, Trophy Case. And Chase Forster's joining us on the show. Hey, Chase, how's it going? Doing well. How are y'all? Good. Uh, first, let's just start off. I know, I know I've been around town 20-something years, and it's been here the whole time, so... How long has Trophy Case been here in Gainesville? Roughly about 35 years. Um, I bought the business around five years ago. Okay. Um, but we've been servicing people here in Gainesville for about 35 years. 35 years. So what in that in that business, have you seen, seen things change as far as what people are looking for? Is it kind of, hey, the same core business? Yeah, I would say um, things have changed for sure. Um something that I try to do myself specifically is kind of bring in the traditional aspect, but mm-hmm. also put a modern feel on kind of the awards that we do right. um, and things like that. Just kind of the switch from the classic gold trophy right. to, you know, glass and, and acrylic and bringing in modern feel um, to the classic award ceremony. And, you know, when you talk about trophies, I think of, I think of growing up, doing sports, getting the trophies for sports. But I know there's a lot more things going on. I know um, I was referred to you um, a while back uh, when we needed some recognition awards at work, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then there was something, I mean, even as far as, I think there was something with, with one of our family pets passed away and there was something about a, a, a thing for the little, the cremation mm-hmm. box, yeah, right? Definitely. So, so talk a little bit about that, just kind of the range of things that, so that people don't just say, oh, I'm going to go get the, the trophy of somebody holding a basketball. Definitely. Yeah, so that's, our goal um, is to 
spread the word on the fact that we don't just do trophies. Mm-hmm. Um, we do plastic signage, name badges, desk plates, door plates. Um, there's almost a whole another side to our business that is business related um whether it's um needing a name badge for an event that you have um or just simply um needing signage for your doors um we want to provide that and we want to let people know that we can do that having looked at your website i really applaud your slogan turning victories into pieces of history i think back to when i was a kid and went to a camp, Lookout Mountain Camp in Mentone, Alabama. And there was a, a trophy that, oh, maybe 15 or 20 campers could get. I believe I went there either three or four years before I was one of those 15 or so who got that trophy. And I still have that trophy because, to me, at the time, that was a victory, and it turns that... It's such a wonderful reminder to see that. And then Bo mentioned sports, which Bo naturally would. In all my years of playing golf, I was fortunate to get two holes in one. And those trophies are on my shelf in my office. Every time I look at them, I can remember whether it was a cloudy day, a windy day, a cold day. I, I remember the scene perfectly. So that that is a part of our history. And the first time any kid gets a trophy, that's something they probably are going to cherish a very long time. Definitely. Um, I kind of like to think of it as a token of a memory, um, yeah. something that that's great. Holds, holds true to um, a memory that you have. No, I love that. So we're talking about a trophy, and I wanted to get to that after the break, but that's that's a first good point is that a trophy is more than this this piece of whatever material it could represent a memory I have for life. And I've got some other ideas, but let's get to that. Talking with Chase at Trophy Case. I'm Bo Henderson here with Dr. Bill Lampton, Carl Libba. You're listening to the voice of North Georgia Business, North Georgia Business Radio X. We'll be right back. We're talking about memories and experiences, and we're talking to Chase Forster at Trophy Case and, and Dr. Bill Lampton here with Carl Libba. I'm Bo Henderson. And you are listening to North Georgia Business Radio X, but we're talking about the connection to, uh, Bill talked about the trophy that reminded him of that what for, for years, right? The camp. Yes, right. Still does. And, and I think back, I had football trophies going all the way back to five years old. And as we were talking, I, it, I don't remember um, seasons, teammates or anything that far back, but it makes me think of my dad. So there's a connection there because he was my coach at that time. So that's kind of cool that, that there's a trophy connection to reminding me of my dad. So so kind of cool. So the trophy, it's not this X amount of dollars worth of materials. It represents something. So yeah. there's a little bit bigger mission there. So I, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's amazing. I have the same thing. My first trophy I remember is a karate one, one, and I remember my dad handing it to me. And me, like Bo, you know, both of our dads are gone, but those are memories that we have uh, kind of forever in their attachment. And Chase and I were kind of talking in the break, and I, I'd love, Chase, for you to talk a little bit more about this. You're not, I guess, what I would typically picture, and maybe my picture's wrong, but in my head, when I've walked into a trophy shop before, this is a guy who's owned the shop and, you know, been there for 40 years, and he might be in his mid-60s. But you were telling me you bought the shop when you were 24 is that right yeah that's right um me and my wife had just gotten married um and we have two awesome sons my wife's name is amy and we have uh 
Benjamin and Jack, and it was actually the same year that we had Jack, or uh, Benjamin, sorry, our first son, 24 years old, um, and then 25. So, yeah, definitely not necessarily the typical person, um, but we were kind of blessed by that um, uh, through John and Lisa Geyer, who who used to own the trophy case, and I worked for them for about five years. And they just kind of, I guess, noticed that I like creating things and kind of hands-on and putting a spin on something. And they just approached me to see if I wanted to venture out with a trophy case. And it's been a blessing ever since. That's amazing because you wouldn't, I mean, again, looking at your age at 29, you wouldn't go, you've got like a decade of experience now in this mm-hmm. industry and enough experience after five years and dedication and commitment mm-hmm. that people who had built this business up would come to you and trust you and go, hey, would you like to buy a portion of this? And we'd love to see you run with it. Yeah, and, and I also have um, two, um, I don't know the word exactly, but kind of wild cards in my back pocket with um, Judy Robinson and Irene Miller, who have worked there um, on and off, um, specifically Judy, who's been there for pretty much all 35 years. Wow. Um, so she has the knowledge, and she's she is that extra wild card for sure, and then also Irene as well. That's amazing. So I've got to ask an off-the-wall question before we kind of get back to the shop and where you guys are now and, you know, what's kind of happening next. What's the favorite thing that you, or maybe even most memorable piece that you think you've done in maybe the last five years since you've owned the shop? Hmm. Is there something that stands out where you're like, oh, that was really strange or it was really big or maybe the story was, was particularly the meaningful? Thing, like most yeah. unique thing you've yeah. seen somebody do a award or trophy for. So... The fun ones are always, um, you know, fantasy football where <laughs> someone comes in and, hey, I won, so I've got to add something to this. And right. It's just monstrous and just completely random item. Right. Um, and But probably one of the most fun for me was uh, me and a friend had a half-court shot competition in basketball and i said if you if you make it before i do i'll make a trophy taller than you and unfortunately i lost that bet (laughs) so the next day he had a trophy bigger than him so that's awesome we're gonna have to get a picture of that so we can show our uh our followers on social media well is is there uh is there things you do with local employers or they get involved with like programs saying hey i want to do an annual award and and i want you to be our quarterly award or is that things that that you see happening or would like to see more of yeah i would like to see a little more of that Mm -hmm. but but definitely um in a sense of quarterly giving of that's definitely more of a corporate style Mm -hmm. um thing um and really what brings that to life is is the people here in town right um and and uh we at the trove case are blessed with a great town um that really do care about the people um that work for them so um i think there's more opportunity out there for sure but mm-hmm. that definitely does happen well and what carl was bringing up is i just think for for the expense of holding a meeting highlighting your people in the culture is such an easy mm-hmm. i don't want to say easy but it's something that that you could do so much cheaper goes than a having long to way. replace staff and all those things. Well, let's talk about this for people listening. So you can think of an event to let people know you appreciate them, you value them, you see them, or you're, you're highlighting an event or, or an activity with this. Um, 
ever you know i know you you split off from from jay guy or in location so where where are you now so if people are saying hey i need to stop by and maybe run some ideas by you our address is 266 college avenue okay um so we used to say we are behind the bridge to nowhere but that is now the bridge to somewhere there you um, go. or soon to be the bridge to somewhere but uh we're over by south state bank and okay. um you know, on College Avenue, so the road right behind South State, kind of definitely. Okay, yeah. got it. And, and on a day to day basis, what what kind of things are happening or being made? What's just kind of the um, between sports seasons mm-hmm. and uh, corporate awards? You know, honestly, most of what we're doing is is name badges and signage, um, and that's kind of one of the things that we want to provide to the community is if you're an employer and you have a meeting that's important and you lost your name badge. Or it got washed in the in the washer. Uh, we want you to be able to call us and say, "Hey, I need it now," and we'll provide that for you. Um, that's kind of the idea of the local community. Because if you were to order through online, mm-hmm. you're looking at two weeks before you get it, or right. you know maybe a week. Um, but the idea is that we would be able to provide that same day if needed. You mentioned name badges. You see, I have one on, and a friend of mine who is. Uh, very successful in marketing his business said and this was before covid when we all were going a lot of places but he said he never went into any restaurant in his town or any other without wearing his name badge with something about his company on it because uh, quite often more than he expected somebody would start chatting with him look at his name badge what he did and eventually, that that could turn into business. So it's it's sort of a, um, I guess we could say it's a, a miniature brochure. We used to hand out brochures. Now we have name tags. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's almost your own little billboard. Mm-hmm. Well, Chase, going forward, I always like to do a, a vision casting. Any any vision for new things you want to add? Where you see the business maybe three five years from now? Yeah, um, one thing we've been thinking of recently is 3D printing. Um, So if someone wanted to come in and get their logo or if there's just some odd pose that they want of a football player throwing backwards, uh, we (laughs) would be able to 3D print that and put that on a trophy. And how much of this this equipment's in-house that you can do right there? Um, in the sense of 3D printing or what we Just do in a lot general? Of, a lot of the overall. Yeah, so um, we have two lasers and a rotary engraver, which okay. is a diamond tip engraver. Um, so pretty much 95% of what we do is in-house, okay. hands-on. Wow. So that's the turnaround time. So mm-hmm. if I need something, I've got a local person mm-hmm. I can talk to and call. I think that's huge from the online perspective. Now, when when most people are looking, say, okay, I have an event, somebody I want uh, to do a a recognition award for a trophy is it a website what's the best or come by the store what's the best way to typically get? coming by the store is okay. always best mm-hmm. um, because we have so many different things that we can offer and show um, online is is based off of what showing what we can do okay. um, but if you want to get specific details and specific examples it's usually better to stop by and see judy so I can come in with an idea, and you guys can help me with that. I like that. So it's like a, a award trophy consultant. Mm-hmm. The idea is you walk in, I have an idea, and we make it easy as possible. There we go. So the trophy case, again, let people know best way to get in touch. Come by. Come by the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else, Facebook or? Uh, Instagram. Instagram, um, okay. You can stop by the website, um, but, but typically face-to-face is our. I love it. 
Carl, we'll have to go out to the store and get some pictures of some of their their, their items. Yeah, the, the unusual poses. <laughs> I, and, and sorry, just for those of our listeners who are just tuning in, what's the address and best phone number to get in touch with you guys? 266 College Avenue mm-hmm. and 770-535-1589. That's Chase Forrester with Trophy Case. Chase, thank you so much for joining us on North Georgia Business Radio X. Thank you all so much. I appreciate it. Hey, guys, go out and get your awards, trophies. They're consultants. Just tell them an idea you have, and they'll help you figure out the perfect way to express that or nail that. Now, when we come back, I've never won a trophy for biking, but we do have a local bike shop that can talk to us about how to help us out with that right here on North Georgia Business Radio X. talk about uh, a local business that's that's Habersham Bicycle, right? Habersham Bicycles. And Joe Elam's here. Joe, welcome to the show. Uh, thank y'all for having me. And you're welcome to participate. Before we jump into learning about the business, one of the things we do every week is we highlight uh, the Greater Hall Chamber of Commerce, our great chamber that helps promote, create resources for the local business in our community. And Carl, they did have, Kristen had a couple of announcements this week. Yeah, we do. We've got a business after hours, which is happening on Thursday, August 12th from five to seven. And that's at the Georgia Mountain Food Bank. Now the food bank uh, knows that love means making sure families have food and they work hard every day to get food to neighbors in North Georgia. So you should come and learn more about how the food bank is growing the love in our community uh, at their business after hours event. It's hosted by the food bank and the event will focus on the food bank's role in feeding those dealing with food scarcity, uh, both before, during, and after this pandemic year. You can also help the food bank prepare for their empty bowl lunch by participating in bowl painting at the uh, BAH Bowl Painting. And uh, those participating, you can do a $10 donation per bowl, and it's a wonderful way to support the food bank's efforts to provide one million meals. Wow. Uh, and the proceeds of the empty bowl will go, and you can enjoy food, music, fellowship as we get back together. And remember those $5 for uh, chamber members, $15 for non-members, and if you need any of the details for that, you can get a hold of Mandy at 770-532-6206, extension 115. And remember, that's again on August 12th uh, from 5 to 7 p.m. at the Georgia Mountain Food Bank. And again, a big thank you to the Greater Hall Chamber of Commerce and the good work. That, I mean, that a million meals. A million. And that's in our community? In our community, they're trying to do wow. a million, million meals. Wow. Yeah. Well, let's go to our, our business. We have we have Joe here with Habersham Bicycles. And now, Joe, uh, first, let's talk about the location. I know, so people uh, want to know where you are. You're over there off of Limestone. Yeah. Talk about that building a little bit. That building's, it's been a lot of things in my life, from a gym to, to what you guys have there now. So let's talk about that. Yeah, it's an interesting building. So we're at 2480 Limestone Parkway is the address. The building's affectionately known as Limestone Place. Okay. <laughs> in the building, uh, myself is there. There's a running store known as Georgia Front Runners. There's, uh, there's a personal trainer. Uh, she has a couple of partners with lots of clients that come in and out. So there's lots of, lots of activities in the building. The Colored Egg is one of our business partners mm. now. The Colored Egg is just amazing. Some of the best bakery. <laughs> and Joe and, was doing a promo uh, for their what? Their cinnamon, cinnamon rolls. Yes. I almost didn't make the segment because <laughs> I just left. It's uh, making it, it's making it really hard to stay in any kind of bicycle fitness. Whenever <laughs> that's, right. that's in the building. You need the bicycle fitness after that. <laughs> yes, in fact, that's why we ride. <laughs> so, uh, but it's it's an interesting building. Uh, you know, it was built originally as a Gold's Gym, then it became a Rick's Gym, and then it sat empty for a while, and it became a church for a while. Okay. And 
In fact, some of the remnants of the church stages are still in the building. Uh, and now it's it's a marketplace type of atmosphere. It's really a unique um, experience. It's 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 not like a flea market by any stretch of the imagination. We're all in there, and we're, we have uh, very professional businesses, very professional retail spaces. But it's uh, it's a shared atmosphere. It's uh, invite anybody to come over. Buildings open officially Monday through Friday from ten to five. However, some of the other businesses have uh, court, you know hours in and out of that. So, yeah, and, and to Joe's point, I said go by and check it out. You can go in. You can have lunch. Right? Yes, um, they have massage therapists there. They have that as well. Um, yeah. the the running store, the gym. There's I a, mean, you there's got bicycles. There, and, I keep forgetting about this. There's a doctor who has a bear. Uh, oh, the chamber for uh, barometric. Uh, thank uh, you. Very, okay. Very, and he uh, he does IV therapies. Oh wow! Uh, and then there's a new doctor who's just moved in who does the uh, needling. Uh, oh, the acupuncture. The acupuncture. Oh, wow. Thank you. So we have a very interesting space. You're a full service place. That's Absolutely. Right. Let's Absolutely. say you go over in the morning. You can have some cinnamon rolls. And then you could <laughs> stick around for some acupuncture. After that, you could have some lunch. And after that, you get a massage. And then if you got any energy left, Joe can take you for a ride. Get, Absolutely. Get some, get some gym clothes. To yeah. All right. I like yeah. it. So, Joe, tell me a little bit about the, the bicycle shop. So, so I know um, I, I'm doubting you just like got out of school and said, I'm going to be a bicycle shop owner. Uh, yeah, it didn't quite work What's that way. What's the path there? So, I, uh, I actually grew up off of Dawson Highway. One of my competitors okay. is out of there, Bike Town USA. I sure. worked for him for 16 years. And uh you know, I graduated high school and, and went off to college for a, a short stint, and uh, and it, and I was still working in the bike business, and I just didn't really know where I was headed. So I uh, I stayed in the bike business. I became manager. I had all kinds of pretty cool experiences. Uh, a man gets thirty in his age, and and at that point in his life, he starts to decide whether uh, this is it or do something else. All right. And and so. Through a lot of prayer and time with my wife, we decided we'd give it a try. So I've owned my own store since 2000. I uh, have one up in Alto, which is Habersham County. So that's where the name comes that's from. That's Habersham. Okay. Yes. And then the second location here in Gainesville. It's it's really kind of cool to come back to Gainesville in, in the fact that I had served a lot of those bicycle customers in my prior uh, role. But uh no, I don't think anybody wakes up and decides they're going to open a bike shop. And it's, it's difficult. You know, I enjoy... Um, the experiences, I, I fret the opportunities, as that people like to call those, but uh, but business is hard. Business is hard. Well, I'm curious: is bicycle something that you just you you worked the job you worked over there had the experience, or is it a passion for you? Why bicycles? Why? Oh yeah. Why make that yeah, the yeah. life's work? You know, you made that decision. That's a good. That's a great question. You know, uh, of course, I love the bicycle. You know, I. Uh, don't tell me you don't ride at all. <laughs> no, no, I ride. <laughs> I, I have been through lots of different uh, levels of riding, from racing to to everything. Currently, my wife and I ride. We love to ride rail trails. The city, mm. the city is working on one, and it's oh, got cool. a ways to go before Gainesville's will be adequate distance for what we do. We'll, we'll travel to Greenville. There's one up there, Swamp Rabbit. We'll travel to Atlanta to the Big Creek. There is nothing like spending the day with your wife on a bicycle, getting opportunities to just stop at little stores and all kinds of stuff. That's where I'm at with bicycling right now. You know, nice. I, I, I do it for fitness. I do it for uh, mental fitness, and, and I do it to spend time with my wife. Experience. It's kind of been a theme of the show. That's right. amazing. So for you, I know that, like you said, with lots of different levels of uh, bicycling, are you like – 
clip-in shoes or is this all kind of pretty casual almost like bigger fat tire kind of when you're talking about going on the rail trails yeah so on the rail trails we're using kind of what's considered a hybrid so it's kind of a, a blend it's got a skinnier tire than a mountain bike but fatter than a road bike you know hey i, I wear my flip-flops sometimes oh that's that. awesome it's, it's very casual i got a buggy we got us a a uh, a pup a few years ago got a little uh, a little weight training going on by, by pulling her along in the buggy that's what uh, i said you see those quads when you're <laughs> right so it is it is a uh, it's much more of uh, of just an enjoyable opportunity I, you know that said I, I ride with folks and and uh, and i do all the clip in i've got mm-hmm. i've got mountain bike i got road bike all that as well yeah gotcha one of the factors that that occurred to me when i noticed that you were going to be with us today joe is how many cities, large or small, are missing opportunities to help their citizens by cutting down on car traffic by making bicycle traffic safely um, safe. I, I had a, um, uh, I've got a, a relative who recently was working in Atlanta. He's changed jobs now, but at the time, he was six miles away from his work. In his car, it took him one hour Mm. in morning traffic. Mm. He decided that he could do much better than that, and so he started biking to work. And every time I see I'm in a town where I see a designated bike lane, I'm thinking, why why don't we do that more in the U.S.? Because Europe, of course, has, has done that for so long. Do you... Do you have uh, thoughts along those lines? A- absolutely. Um, you know, I've been in the industry long enough, and I and I try to keep my uh, thumb on what's happening in other places. Portland, Oregon, is an example where the um, there was quite an investment in bicycling, and it's made a significant difference for the health of the people, wow. for the congestion within the city. Sure, they invested multi millions of dollars for bridges for bicycle use. Air quality. Air quality. Chattanooga. Tennessee, mm-hmm. go downtown Chattanooga today, and, and if you've been there before, you know they've invested in rail trail. Greenville, South Carolina, invested in rail trail. West Georgia, anything from Alabama, from Atlanta to Alabama, that's along that Silver Comet Trail. Look at the history of those communities. Lifestyle is a big deal, mm-hmm. and multi-use paths, which we'll call bike paths if we want to, is a very attractive reason for people to come to communities. I sometimes tell this story. Now, folks realize I have moved to Habersham County, and that's my home, but Gainesville is my, where I was born and raised. I tell people the story of Hall County versus Forsyth County. The reason I tell them that is Forsyth County invested early on in rail trail, in bicycle trails, and they still have bike paths. They have skate parks have been there for a lot longer than the current one we have here. If I'm a professional and I'm considering living in Lake Lanier and I have Hall County to consider and I have Forsyth County to consider, and have a wife and kids, so I start thinking about outdoor opportunity. Mm. To answer your question, I think it would be beneficial for more of the agencies, governments to consider that investment. Far and away, the return is much better for the low cost in the investment. Thank you. Know, you. you know, Joe, I have a lot of more que- a lot more questions about bicycling, your shop, but let's get to that after the break. I'm Bo Henderson. We're listening to Joe Elam with Habersham Bicycles. We've got the co-host, Carl Liva and Dr. Bill Lampton. We'll be right back with a whole lot more right here on North Georgia Business Radio X. So we 
talked about a lot of benefits of bicycling. And one of the things that came up that I want to ask you, Joe, um, in just a second is, is this idea, you know, I, if I'm going to Murphy, we, we go there a couple times a month and in, in a lot of cases, I see these hardcore bicyclers. They're like, they're clipped in, like Carl said, driving over the mountain. Now that's not me. So I'm sure you see, you've got something for those people, the Absolutely. hardcore. Absolutely. But what about, um, what about everybody else? What about me just says, Hey, I had fun as a kid with a mountain bike. Maybe I just want to go take a step in. There's a big range of people that can enjoy and, and utilize bicycles. So, uh, my question to you is if I come in, can I tell you what I'm looking for? And you kind of, I don't want to feel intimidated because I don't drive over the mountain, right? You don't want to feel dumb stepping in that situation. You know, thank you for bringing that up because I think that's that's the unique characteristics you you get when you choose to work with local business, whether it's the bicycle shop or the ice cream store or the trophy guy. Um, Our goal is to match your your desires with the product and, and to make sure it's matched correctly. In the bicycles... There are so many different types of bicycles, so most of the time a new customer comes into our store, we're going to spend 20 or 30 minutes doing no more than trying to figure out what your, your, um, your expectations are and try to help meet those expectations. We'll get you tied into the right style of bike, then we'll get you tied into the right size of bike, and then we'll educate you on the bicycle, how it operates, we'll let you test ride the bike, we back it up with a year of free adjustments. There's just a lot of support that we will provide and to make sure our goal is to make you another cyclist if we can mm. grow more cyclists it's safer it's better mm. and there's more opportunity for all of us well that means a lot to me just not feeling like i'm gonna feel dumb because i don't know these things coming into the bicycle shop that to know that you'll take me and say here here's where you are here's the best fit for you and educate me yeah. i'm bo henderson you're listening to north georgia business radio x we're talking to joe elam with habersham bicycles carl libba dr bill lampton here uh as we're going through that joe uh, that that first step. So I come in. Is it a consultation? I just say, hey, here's what I'm looking for, and here's my. I'm going to be riding off road, maybe a weekend a month, and you just you just help put it together. Absolutely, yeah. We'll, we'll help you out. We'll we'll uh, we'll answer any questions you have, and and uh, one one thing uh, we'll probably try to discuss with you is if you've had any prior history of cycling. Mm-hmm. You know what those experiences were like, and then we can try to help. Um, help make a great choice for you uh we would rather you you come back a second time before you make the purchase than force something down your throat while you're there today if we can do like the the two minute version of bicycle 101 for for listeners out there they're just hey again i had a bicycle as a kid but but main main variations Sure. Is there two or three main styles that people should just be aware of that, hey, that might be something I should ask about? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, one of the most common styles now is a mountain bike. Gainesville mm-hmm. has a great mountain bike tr- uh, park at Chicopee Woods. Uh, the other style is the road bikes. A lot of folks see those guys riding. If you visit any of the Georgia mountains on the weekends, you're going to see a lot of people on the bicycles riding in the clipped-in style. There's hybrids, in, and in the hybrids, there's comfort hybrids and there's fitness hybrids. The difference there is comfort means that you're more in an upright posture, mm-hmm. much more relaxed. It's very much so what my wife and I enjoy doing on the weekends. Uh, a fitness hybrid is going to be the bike to ride to work. It's going to be a little more upright than a road bike, a little wider tires. It's going be a little more robust it's great for transportation then of course we have kids bikes and we have cruiser bikes and we have uh 
you know, a, array of, of electric bikes, which are really starting oh, to wow. become an important uh, part of our business now. I was about to say that's my that's my speed, but that sounds lazy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, but also the pun is right there. That's my speed. Get it, speed bike. Right. Um, there's there's no question. You ride an ele- an e bike as we call it, uh, and you're going to smile. Oh, there's yeah, hundred no percent. Question about that. One of one of my clients is called Edison, and they're the electric bike company out of Atlanta. Oh, okay. And you're right. You you literally just see one of these because one of the things I love that you said before earlier is when you shop local, when you partner with local businesses, you don't feel dumb. Because I have. I've been in a big city, whether it's kind of a New York or even a midtown Atlanta and walked into like a really cool bike shop. And sometimes it's unintentional. They don't really intend to have such a high cool factor. But if I don't feel like I'm um, going to be an Olympic cyclist, you walk into that space and you're like, if I'm not a hipster or an Olympian, this might not be for me as a father of two in my early 40s now. As opposed to what you're saying, I love this idea of I can walk in and there's somebody who's going to help my eight-year-old pick out yes. his first like mm. big-sized bike. And that's, that's going to be a life experience. Kind of We were talking about earlier on the show, you know, Trophies are these things that are memory makers, and all of us can remember our first bike. You might not remember the color or the brand, but you remember the way that it made you feel. And to have somebody in town where I can walk in and go, maybe like our case right now is a family of four, we have no bikes, right? So we have the little bikes that my kids learned how to ride on, but there's nothing we go out on the weekend. And to be able to walk into a store like yours and go, I'd like this size bike for my size and age. My wife would like something uh, a little different. And then the kids could be like, oh, we like that one. And for somebody to be able to walk us through the whole process. And like Bo, you were saying, make sure I don't feel dumb. Make sure you're turning me into a cyclist. I think it's just such a valuable thing to have in the community. You know, one of the things I do, Joe, and I'm having a fe- I have a feeling you'll resonate with this. I have a retirement planning firm. And one of my goals over the years, 21 years of doing this, is to help raise our client's retirement IQ. And with what Carl's saying, hey, I I'll make you a better cyclist if I raise your bicycle IQ so that next time you come in, you feel a little better educated. You know the next questions to ask. And eventually, you might be the pro. Who knows? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, well, it, it's a joy to see people uh, come from just beginning and, and see their adaptations. Some go on and become mm-hmm. uh, superstars, you yeah. know, and others are just riding uh, on the weekends. It, That's both, right. both of those, I get lots of joy out of seeing. Well, living in Alto, the, the other shop in Alto, why, why, why keeping this home, why keeping this base in in Gainesville here? Why Gainesville? Sure. What's the secret? Well, Gainesville is a wonderful community. There's mm-hmm. there's a, um, a lot larger population, so from a general business standpoint, it just makes sense to be in a, a in a larger dense area. But Gainesville is a great community. Uh, you know, it's where I grew up, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's. Uh, it's a great opportunity. Gainesville has uh, two professional bike shops, myself and Bike Town. Bike mm-hmm. Town's great guys, great mm-hmm. people here within the city. Right. And the reason is there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of bicyclists around. Right. There's a, there's a there's a demand for that. That's correct. Well, what uh, one of the things I was wondering, we talked about the importance of having that local person I can go in and talk to. But what what are you thinking about brick and mortar businesses moving forward in sure. your world? It's incredibly difficult to um, to co- equate today's style of business in a local uh, uh the competition online is is fierce the margins are thin to begin with and then you're dealing with uh sellers who who can just sell cheaper than you can p- possibly imagine our differentiation is that we're going to help hold your hand mm-hmm. guide you answer your questions and provide you a service that we hope you're willing to pay the extra dime or two for. It's the service and relationship. Yes, sir. And there's enough people, I think, that have What I see, too, is, is it kind of goes back. It goes totally non, non-extra non help, and then it's like, 
I actually missed that. You see it swing right. back in the, right. in the economy. What about the next three, five years? Any vision for, is there going to be Habersham Cycles 3 or Bicycles 3? Or, or <laughs> Habersham Bicycles 3 is, yeah. in, is in the long-term planning. Oh, wow. Uh, COVID changed things. Uh, inventory is a huge challenge. So I'm delayed by no other reason than the fact that I, if I had a store, what am I going to put in it right, right. now? Right, right. So, uh, but it's in, it's in the works. So that that will be down the road. Uh, you know, it, I just enjoy it. It's so much fun. I, I'm I'm fifty now, which is is uh, is is old hey, for me. It's but new, it's, it is new what thirty five. It, it means I've still got twenty five years to work. Right. Yeah. So, there you go. so I'm going to keep building, keep growing, and uh, keep. Uh, Keep doing what I can. Well, for those listening, and like Carl said, I loved it. Whether it's the kids getting their first bike, whether whether it's the adult getting their their bike that they haven't had one in twenty years, and they say, you know what? I, I listened to Joe on the show. He sounds like somebody I could talk to. What's the best way? Come by the shop, go to the website. How how can people plug in or at least reach out to you? Sure. So you can do both. Uh, HaversamBicycles.com, full service shopping environment there. If that's your desires, uh, all the connections are there. Phone numbers and times that we open. Uh, 10 to 5 Monday through Friday in, in our Gainesville location, 10 to 6 Monday through Friday in our Alto location, and 10 to 5 or 10 to 4 on Saturdays. Phone number is 706 894 2453. You can reach both shops at the same number. Joe Elam with Habersham Bicycles, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. You get a free free cinnamon bun with the purchase of a bicycle. <laughs> That's true. I'm Bo Henderson here with Dr. Bill. Looks Blank. like we're buying bikes. Carl <laughs> Libba. And you've been listening to Joe Elam with Habersham Bicycles. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to North Georgia Business Radio X with Bo Henderson. What local business do you know that should be highlighted on our program? Let us know. Just search North Georgia Business Radio X on Facebook or contact Bo at businessradiox.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And remember to support our local businesses.